Yo, what up? This is D-Knight, and you're listening to the Part the Interaction Podcast. First of all, happy 4th of July, happy Independence Day. No, it's not quite as an exciting time as it normally would be, given the state of affairs as it concerns our Supreme Court, killing affirmative action, as well as making bigotry legal again. Definitely a real downer, but that's okay. We've got some news to cheer you up. By the way, the girls are off this week. Holiday season. Give them a little break. I'll be working their poor little asses to death. <laughs> I'm sure they need a vacation from me, and I totally understand. No shame in that. Still love them, though. I'll try to get them back next week for sure. For all of you. I'm absolutely certain if you had to pick favorites I'm definitely not at the top (laughs) anyway we had an incredible amount of news breaks since the last time we recorded here on the podcast Uh, of note one thing we talked about last week was were the adventures of Mike Roman uh, and the fact that he was being looked at by the FBI well he's apparently proffered the information that he has available special counsel Jack Smith's team he is certainly a key witness in the fake elector scheme in that investigation so if you want to go back and check out last week's episodes centered around that topic there's a lot of details there we don't have to reiterate all of that today but we also had a lot of other development starting off with Rudy Kaluti potentially cooperating and the curious case of superseding indictments. So Rudy Giuliani apparently in the last week or two sat down in a proffer agreement with Jack Smith's team concerning multiple avenues of Trump's plot to overturn the 2020 election. It appears that Giuliani's interview went on for at least eight hours and was conducted by members of Jack Smith's team. One important line of questioning for sure was when they asked Giuliani about Sidney Powell and the December 2020 meeting that took place in the Oval Office where Sidney Powell presented a plan suggesting the U.S. military should go around the country seizing up the voting machines. Uh, The prosecutors also asked Giuliani about John Eastman the attorney responsible for creating the fake elector plot that ultimately ended up being unsuccessful but did get fairly close considering a senator nearly got the fake elector votes independence hands on january 6th right before the certification of biden's electoral votes Giuliani and Eastman were also central figures in the so-called war room at the Willard Hotel uh, in the days leading up to the January 6th insurrection. Uh, A number of individuals there loyal to Trump were plotting on ways to successfully overturn the 2020 election. So, of course, Giuliani would have very valuable insight as to the particular plots in machinations of the individuals in the war room on the days leading up to and on January 6th there's also uh, another individual who was at the Willard War Room on January 5th 2021 who actually is currently cooperating with the Department of Justice 
So any insight that Giuliani potentially proffers to DOJ, it's entirely possible that they would be able to corroborate uh, whatever testimony Giuliani could possibly give with that witness. But of course, if Giuliani is found to have lied, given that they can corroborate his story through another witness, he's potentially opened himself up to charges for lying to investigators during his proffer agreement. You know, Giuliani has a lot of issues as far as being a credible witness, considering just the number of publicly false statements he's made and the fact that he's potentially a drunkard. (laughs) Uh, But should prosecutors find his potential cooperation valuable? There are a number of avenues that he could in leading investigators down specifically telling them who to investigate giving them the ins and outs of the plot itself um, providing investigators with opportunities to chase down leads seize devices issue subpoenas you know look through comb through emails and you know possibly messages and encrypted apps and whatnot i mean he is central to nearly every plot (laughs) trump was involved in post-2020 election be a valuable cooperating witness also the department of justice appears to be preparing a superseding indictment of up to 30 to 45 charges uh, in addition to the 37 count indictment that they issued against former president trump weeks ago it's a very rut row moment <laughs> very rut row those charges could potentially be more serious than the current set of charges he's facing. We're not entirely sure whether those would be filed in the Southern District of Florida where he's currently been indicted or if that could be relating to the documents supposedly from the audio tape that prosecutors recovered as it pertains to him showing classified information to individuals in his Badminster Golf Club. According to sources familiar with the matter, those charges would be based on evidence that has not yet been publicly acknowledged by the Department of Justice, including a number of other undisclosed recordings that allegedly contain incriminating statements made by Trump, which is incredible given that every time he fucking opens his mouth, he makes an incriminating statement. But yet again, here we are yet again. More, Lordy, there are more tapes. More and more tapes. Never ending tapes with this guy. Apparently, DOJ is also preparing to bring charges against a number of attorneys who work with them. Obviously, since Rudy's made an effort to proffer what he knows to investigators, I'm certain that he's on the list uh, as well as I would imagine Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, those figures. Again, we talked about a number of those individuals last week on the pod. And given the fact that Giuliani and Trump are also targets in Fulton County, Georgia, as part of Fonnie Willis's investigation, uh, they could potentially be facing state charges as well. <laughs> it's looking bad for the bad guys. It's looking bad and it's looking really good for prosecutors. Prosecutors' chances. One of the things that appears to be happening with this potential superseding indictment is the role that Judge Cannon 
former Trump appointee who was meddling in DOJ's investigation previously after the search and seizure at Mar-a-Lago. Like, does she keep fucking around? They're like, great, we got more indictments coming. You're going to find out. You're going to find out. So apparently if she engages in some hijinks to sabotage the potential case in Florida, uh, you know, there's a contingency plan. Trump's not getting off that easy. Not getting off that easy. Another aspect of the documents investigation, although I, you know, assumed that we wouldn't be talking about this much anymore since we covered so much of it on the podcast last week, is the fact that apparently the only standing order was to the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. <laughs> pretty good came up with that one myself so the standing order that trump had claimed authorized him to instantly declassify documents removed from the oval office could not be found by either the justice department or the office of director of national intelligence Uh, remember after the feds raided mar-a-lago and took all the fucking documents back one of the excuses Trump threw out there was the fact that there was just a standing order to declassify everything he removed from the White House. Again, not that much of that matters because, well, first and foremost, uh, the law the DOJ cited in their affidavit to get the search warrant didn't require the documents to be classified, just related to the national defense. So he shit out of luck there. One of the And, of course, the statute that is quoted in the indictment in South Florida that also doesn't require the documents to be... It doesn't require the documents to be classified. So, again, like, it was an incredibly fucking opportune argument to win the public PR battle. (laughs) Not great for his legal argument, but alas... Uh, The disclosure made by the agency was made in response to a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit that was filed August by Bloomberg News, which sued the ODNI and the Justice Department's National Security Vision for a copy of Trump's so-called standing order, if one existed. Spoiler alert, did not. Last month in a court filing, government attorneys asserted to Bloomberg News that they could neither confirm nor deny whether the agencies had such a document, citing the ongoing criminal investigation against Trump. But government attorneys have since confirmed in a letter sent uh, last Thursday that each agency possesses no records responsive to that request about the existence of the declassification standing order. That defense is toast. (laughs) The government was compelled to make the disclosure about the standing order after a judge in a similar case in Massachusetts ordered the agencies to say whether that standing order or records referencing it exist. Man, Trump really fucked himself here. That defense is just totally gone. Uh, The plausibility of such a standing order was dismissed as nonsensical last year more than a dozen former White House officials and they were right to dismiss it as absolutely fucking insane and asinine. I mean, like, it'd just be ridiculous. Like, every document that Trump takes out of the White House 
automatically declassified that would put our fucking national secrets in so much jeopardy like just because the information is removed from a skiff or a building or transferred from one place to another doesn't make it fucking declassified it's so dumb so dumb so dumb while u.s presidents can declassify any document it will former intelligence officers have said that such a standing order would have to be memorialized in writing and shared with the intelligence community specifically the ODNI as well as the agencies that classified the documents in the first place which makes total fucking sense you can't just like will the shit to be like there's a process for declassifying information and Trump knows that process he's followed it a number of times he even tried to institute the same process with the the documents from the Russia investigation once he lost the 2020 election before leaving office so he knows the process exists this was just a fucking bogus ass cover story that he was throwing out there to try and save his fucking ass on August 12th a few days after the FBI search of Mar-a-Lago Trump posted on a social media platform Untruth Social which is under criminal investigation as we speak more on that later <laughs> that the records taken by the FBI were quote all declassified the standing order defense was promoted that evening on Fox News by John Solomon famously a Trump lackey who sucks him off no matter what dumb shit he fucking says side note Fox News was well Fox fake news was fucking insane for putting this dude on here to spread that fucking lie. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. That's why they're losing a ton of money in these fucking lawsuits. Good job, Fox. You did it. Pat yourselves on the back. All right. Show and tell with the classified information. Susie Wiles, a top advisor on Trump's 2024 campaign, has been identified as the PAC representative in the indictment filed by Jack Smith against Trump in this very same documents case. The indictment alleges that Trump showed Wiles a classified map of an unidentified country in August or September 2021 while discussing a military operation that was not going well. We also played the tape on here as well, but Trump's quoted in the indictment as cautioning Wiles not to get too close and acknowledging that he should not be showing her the map. Yeah, willful criminality on his part there. Very, very dumb of him to be saying those those wonderfully damaging admissions on a fucking tape when he knew he was being recorded. <laughs> the Trump campaign responded to the indictment accusing Jack Smith and the special counsel's investigation of, get this, engaging in election interference and attacking one of the leaders of Trump's re-election campaign two notes here first of all uh, the team isn't attacking the leader of Trump's re-election campaign she's a fucking potential criminal witness <laughs> second of all the investigation started before he announced his re-election campaign so if anything announces announcing his fucking campaign was potential interference in an ongoing criminal fucking investigation <laughs> that's how you want to look at it what you dumbass the, the campaign claims that the investigation is a sham 
designed to inflict political damage and prevent Trump from reclaiming the White House. That is not the case, sir. No one forced you to fucking announce your campaign, even though you knew you were under criminal investigation. The indictment reveals that this alleged exchange between Trump and Wiles is the second instance of Trump allegedly disclosing classified information in private meetings after leaving the White House. The first instance involved a July 2021 audio recording that we played right here on the pod, where Trump is heard discussing what he describes as a secret and highly confidential document relating to Iran. The meeting where the recording took place involved individuals assisting Mark Meadows, his former chief of staff, with the memoir. If Wiles is indeed the person in the indictment, it raises the possibility that she could be called to testify as a witness. If Trump's case goes to trial before the 2024 election, it'd be fantastic. State of affairs. Yet another Trump campaign manager either being party to crimes or witnessing them. And having to testify to investigators. I mean, you can't make this fucking shit up. <laughs> Paul Manafort. Steve Bannon. This bitch is crazy. Crazy. Wiles is also known for her role as one of Trump's most trusted advisors. She's been involved in multiple campaigns. Including leading Trump's campaign operations in Florida in 2016. And serving as the CEO of Trump's Save America Political Action Committee. Which is also under criminal investigation. <laughs> so she can be a witness of that too, great. Uh, yeah, if you don't know her, by the way, she's also uh, been highly involved in Ron DeSantis' campaigns. Um, so I imagine that Trump had the idea to plant her in, in DeSantis' inner circle to scoop up dirt on that guy to potentially damage him in the potential uh, 2024 GOP primary so yeah Trump's gonna use this girl to at the very least sink DeSantis even though she could also potentially end up sinking Trump additional figures mentioned in the indictment include Haley Harrison and Molly Michael identified as Trump employee one and Trump employee two respectively they were involved in the conversations about moving Trump's boxes from Mar-a-Lago in order to create workspace for staff Harrison is said to be an aide to Melania while Michael Trump's former executive assistant no longer works for him oddly enough Melania also came up in the indictment as the Trump family member who was discussing with I do believe it was Walter Nada in the movement of those boxes to the plane to take off for Bedminster, New Jersey over the summer. So keep that shit in fucking mind. Also, former White House Press Secretary and Comms Director Stephanie Grisham has made statements suggesting that Trump lacked an understanding of the meaning of classification or the methods used to protect national defense secrets during his time in office. Grisham claims they have witnessed Trump showing documents to people at Mar-a-Lago indicating a complete disregard for classified information and best practices. You don't fucking say. One notable incident that you all may remember would be the visit of the late Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe to Mar-a-Lago where Trump and Abe reviewed classified information 
on a missile test by North Korea using a laptop on the club's open air patio, which is fucking bonkers. <laughs> Given the number of people just randomly roaming around there, it's just fuck fucking wild. Grisham says, and I quote, I watched him show documents to people at Mar-a-Lago on the dining room patio. He had no respect for classified information and never did. One of the club's members, Jay Weitzman, uh, told Washington Post at the time that he could see Trump, Abe, and a group of Trump's aides reviewing materials on a computer. And here's the direct quote. Someone opened up a laptop and at the table, a group of Japanese people stood around the Prime Minister and Trump, and they were all looking at the laptop. <laughs> this is fucking... This is insane, dog. It's just... It's fucking crazy. Just wild, right? I mean... If these witnesses testify at Trump's, ti- Trump's trial, I don't care what Judge Cannon throws at this thing. He's fucked. I mean, I guess she could, like, save all her cars until after the trial and it's time for sentencing. And then she, like, sentence him to, you know, six months of probation or something and say it's a complete downward departure or whatever. But that would be fucking bananas. Fucking bananas. All right, this next one's a real doozy. So it's a play on a real doozy. <laughs> All right, no, it's a bad joke. I'm sorry. I'm getting old. The dad jokes, they never end, okay? Don't make fun of me. So in case you missed it, not only was Trump calling Raffensperger down in Georgia, but he was also calling Arizona's governor, Doug Ducey, begging and pleading with him to overturn the election results try and secure the 2020 victory for himself. The extent of Trump's efforts to coerce Governor Ducey into aiding his cause had not been wildly reported until just fucking recently. Because the scheme was so fucking massive you can't even keep up with whatever's going on in all of these individual fucking states. So in 2020, Trump engaged in a phone call with Ducey during which he attempted to persuade him to overturn the presidential election results in Arizona. Trump said that if enough fraudulent votes could be discovered, it would reverse his narrow loss in the state. But get this, not only did Trump call Ducey, but he also repeatedly asked Mike Pence to call Ducey on his behalf and be like, bro, would you find me these 10,000 plus votes like you tried to help me find in Georgia who is this guy not calling to try and get them to overturn the election Uh, while Ducey confirmed that he had spoken to Trump he declined to disclose the details of the call choosing instead to avoid a public battle with Trump it's probably a wise decision on your part Uh, you don't want the maggots coming after you because they will However, though, a prominent Republican donor revealed that Ducey expressed feeling under pressure after Trump's loss. Ducey mentioned to the donor his surprise at not being questioned 
about his phone conversations with Trump and Pence by Special Counsel Jack Smith's team. I expect that to change fairly soon here. I expect Jack Smith's team to be getting in contact with him very shortly, given this public revelation. Uh, Apparently, Ducey didn't record his call with Trump the same way that Raffensperger did down in Georgia. That probably would have been ideal. I'm not going to get into the statements these fuckers have made on the on the record because like really like who these people are very untrustworthy as to accurately reflect the nature of the conversations they were having with Trump. I mean, anything damning, they wouldn't want to reveal that publicly out of danger of putting a target on their backs for one. But also, I mean, you know. Who knows to what extent they did try and engage in a fucking criminal conspiracy with Trump, but just wouldn't go that far. And I'm absolutely certain that Pence's involvement is probably still being investigated by Jack Smith's team, so I wouldn't count him out on potentially being indicted in the future or pleading guilty to some lesser crime in exchange for his cooperation. Like, I'm absolutely sure this dude ain't out of the woods yet. Just because they cleared him on the fucking documents that he had at his place. Uh, as well as, you know, he's apparently giving his testimony to Jack Smith's team. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's totally in the clear here. Especially if some guys also involved in other aspects of the fucking plot are cooperating or get indicted and ended up flipping. Like, they would be able to put Pence in a very unfortunate position should they be able to provide evidence of his involvement as far as these plots go. So one of the crazier aspects of this thing Trump was doing with Ducey is like on... So on November 30th, Ducey was in the middle of the signing the document certifying Biden's win in Arizona. Ducey gets a call... And you can hear the phone ring. Uh, his ringtone is is set to hell to the chief. <laughs> Apparently, for when Trump gives Doozy a phone call, so he knows who it is. And this is this is a fucking crap. Look, so I imagine that the ceremony is being live streamed, right? So Trump could have literally been sitting there looking at the fucking live stream. Like dialing up Ducey in the middle of the fucking ceremony to certify Biden's electors. And like his phone goes off and he's like literally looking at Ducey on the screen, reaching to his pocket, grab his phone and and see Ducey hit the mute button. (laughs) This is fucking wild. Look, and obviously Ducey wasn't the only um, official in Arizona that Trump was calling. There were a number of individuals, but but this breaking here recently really, I, I mean, this is going to potentially put a spotlight on Trump facing potential criminal charges in Arizona in a way that the media hasn't previously acknowledged possibility uh, especially given the revelations that Jack Smith's team 
appears to be thoroughly investigating John Eastman and his involvement in the other aspect of the investigation, the fake electors. And I think one thing that this will really put into perspective here shortly for the media is it will bring attention to the wife of sitting Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who's been involved in a number of scandals of his own here lately. So if you don't remember, Jeannie Thomas was involved in emailing a number of officials in Arizona in an attempt to get them to overturn the 2020 election and to refuse to certify Biden's electors in the state. So the scandal that that is will finally be giving uh, its due time in the spotlight because we just can't be letting this crazy bitch skate like this. It's just bananas that she's gotten a pass for this long. Especially, you know, considering the controversial rulings by her husband on the Supreme Court. Uh, man, like, how the fuck has she managed to go this long without being subpoenaed? It's fucking crazy. Crazy, I tell you. Anyway, moving on from that. So Digital World Acquisition Acquires Indictments. Authorities arrested three Florida men Thursday. Of course, it'd be Florida men. (laughs) There seems to be an inexhaustible amount of fucking criminal activity in Florida uh, as it pertains to Trump and the individuals surrounding him. They were arrested for illicitly profiting millions of dollars off of insider information about the special purpose acquisition company and its planned merger with Trump's media company Truth Social which I unlovingly like to refer to as Untruth Social because all that motherfucker does on there is lie that's all he does federal prosecutors allege that Bruce Gerlich and brothers Gerard and Michael Schwartzman profited more than $22 million in 2021 by using material non-public information to trade shares of Digital World Acquisition Corp., which announced that fall that it intended to acquire Trump Media, the former president's company encompassing the social media site Truth Social. Charges do not implicate Trump or anyone else directly involved with Truth Social, but do stem from investigations that have prevented the company from going public. So this is one of the issues that had been holding up the merger between the SPAC and Trump's company, his media company, that was under investigation by the SEC, as well as the Department of Justice. So prosecutors alleged that the defendants learned that Digital World Acquisition had agreed to purchase Trump's company and they bought shares of DWAC before the merger was publicly announced. The announcement caused DWAC shares to spike after which the men allegedly generated $22 million in illegal profits by selling their stock. The classic pump and dump scheme, right? 
you get in with some private information knowing that the stock's going to take off. Uh, you grab a massive amount of shares. The information goes public. The stock price soars. And then you dump all the stock at the high trading point making an incredible sum of money with very little risk to you on information that you should not have been able to act on financially. Uh, one of the defendants, Bruce Gerlich, was the director of Digital World Acquisition and its shares have since fallen more than 40% over the past year and more than 85% from their all-time closing high so they got in early got their money got out and then the fucking stock crashed and you know i think it's currently trading somewhere near 10 or 11 dollars close to what it was trading at before announcing that the spac was intended to merge with trump's media company um, again, we don't have any publicly available information saying that Trump was potentially involved in this plot. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to double dip and run a pump and dump the same way these dudes did. You know, have a bunch of shares in his company and have a bunch of shares in the SPAC. And then when the SPAC goes public, the share store soar and maybe sell enough shares to come away with a pretty good profit while also holding on to a number of shares to make sure you maintain some semblance of control after the merger, right? The criminal complaint does note that Trump and other associates had conversations about the SPAC merger with the sponsor of Digital World Acquisitions prior to Digital World Acquisition itself going public which could lead to future charges from the SEC given that and this should be obvious like these specs aren't supposed to be communicating with the individual individuals in charge of the company that they're supposed to be acquiring I mean just insider trading going wild here it's fucking wild man and this dude had the potential this like this thing Apart from his political campaigns that raised all this fucking money, this true social thing had the potential to be the most valuable investment Trump's ever had. All he had to do was not crime and encourage the people around him to not crime. And this thing would have gone off without a hitch. Like the stock price of this thing soared initially. This easily would have made him multiple billions of dollars at least in in you know two million but potentially who knows how much more i mean it's, dude can't fucking stop crying he just keeps shooting himself in the fucking foot it's bananas in pajamas they're coming down the stairs uh, i don't know where the fuck i'm going with that but anyway it, that's that's a good chunk of the news over the past week to get you through the holiday in case you needed something to keep your attention if you're not out there shooting off them fireworks or grilling the food maybe you like to, it's, it's a little hot where I'm at so maybe you want to like chill in the crib with the AC turned up relaxing 
have anything to do, you can tune in to the podcast. We got an episode for you. Keep you informed and entertained and whatnot. You know, I do have to say, given the pace of the revelations uh, and the nature of the revelations we're getting about these investigative developments here. Again, I, I mean, I've said this over the past couple of weeks, but it really looks like more charges are coming soon. You know, even the documents case apparently is it's an ongoing investigation like Jack Smith got an indictment out, but he wasn't wrapping it up. This was like, you know, enough to wet the palate, right? Make sure you get the charges on the record uh, in an attempt to make sure you have a trial date set, hopefully before Trump is potentially able to win his way back into the White House in 2024. Because, I mean, that's really Trump's only outlet, right? If you look at just the fucking crazy amount of evidence that's been accumulated and it's already publicly available, he is fucking doomed in front of a jury. Like, his only two real outs here, again, are Judge Cannon doing some crazy shit to kill the trial or getting back into office and, like, you know, installing some crony as attorney general and getting them to drop these fucking charges against him the same way he had Bardu with like Mike Flynn and Roger Stone that's that level of shit yeah like the right wingers are always talking about (laughs) making the absurd implication that Joe Biden has rigged the Department of Justice like, no, the Department of Justice is acting like it's supposed to. Trump rigged the Department of Justice when he was in fucking office. Just had Bill Barr doing all kinds of crazy shit, undoing investigations and dropping charges and interfering with shit. And just, like, that's weaponizing the Department of Justice. Covering for your fucking cronies, as well as yourself. I'm sure if he can't find anyone willing to do that, he'll just try and issue himself a fucking pardon if he somehow makes his way back into the White House. I mean, I guess, you know, there's another long, potential long shot opportunity for him here. Is Should he somehow manage to lose the 2024 Republican primary, the winner promises to offer him a pardon if they're somehow elected in exchange for his support during the primary. I mean, that's that's one avenue. However unlikely. But still possible. Still possible. So one of the things I suggest you stay on the lookout for over the next week or two are developments in the investigation surrounding the lawyers that were working with Giuliani in order to implement this fake elector plot as well as any investigative steps taken towards the individuals from the Willard War Room and the other war rooms uh, that hosted Trump's allies uh, before and in the midst of the January 6th insurrection right that those are probably the avenues Jack Smith's team will be going down as far as the next investigative steps to be taken and it's entirely possible that the information provided from the individual who was president at the war room at the Willard 
that's been cooperating with DOJ like that information could lead to some very juicy leads for the Department of Justice. Moving on to the shithole of the week award, I hereby nominate the conservative Supreme Court justices who are just here to fuck shit up and completely ignore the law and precedent and the idea that they subscribe to a philosophy of textualism given that they just choose to ignore whatever fucking text they want to whether that be the text literally stating that the president has the power to waive loans even though waive is clearly there in the text they don't give a fuck they totally ignore second the second amendment where the phrase well-regulated militia prefaces everything in that amendment they pretend like there's no such thing as a well-regulated just these people fucking asinine conservative justices Alito Gorsuch Kavanaugh Thomas Amy Colts Barrett and anyone else I missed (laughs) you are hereby awarded the shithole of the week award I hope you miserable fucks burn in hell and a couple of you probably will end up getting indicted for taking bribes given that it's been made public here recently I'm sure there's more sure there's more yeah, I don't have anything super prepared for my closing thoughts here. Enjoy your fucking holiday. Don't get too wild out here. Don't be doing anything crazy with the fireworks. Uh, don't be getting like overly hammered in your consumption of the alcoholic beverages. Don't be out here doing anything wild and crazy. I know a lot of y'all got to get up and head out to work on Wednesday so you can't get too wild <laughs> as it is. <laughs> don't get too down on the state of affairs. As it pertains to the Supreme Court, like focus on 2024. Do everything you can to make sure Biden wins and he's in a potential to replace any of these justices uh, should they happen to retire or something more unfortunate like health issues or criminal indictments, which I mean, I guess technically f- for America would be very fortunate. <laughs> Like the most important thing is to have a guy at the top who can do the replacing of the conservatives and get this court back to some semblance of credibility and just functioning like a fucking court and not yet another legislative branch. And I know, I know a lot of y'all are saying like Biden should expand the court. Well, he don't have the power to do that. That's for Congress, right? But if you want him to do it, get him fucking 60 senators in 2024. 61, really, because Manchin don't count. Cinema already is a fucking independent now. So she's definitely doesn't qualify as a Democrat. Get him the fucking Senate. Get him a supermajority so they don't have to worry about the fucking filibuster. Or get him enough senators who are willing to say the filibuster's got to go for this one thing I mean Mitch McConnell blew it up to get his Supreme Court justices appointed we can blow it up to fix this shit if we get enough guys who are in support or guys or gals or individuals doesn't have to be gender specific that are willing to blow up the 
filibuster to make it happen, Captain. And that concludes this episode of Pardon the Insurrection.